Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bright Side with Technicia. And I am your host, Technicia. Today is January 17, 2017. Yes. How's everyone feeling? I hope you're feeling good. Got your coffee in you, ready to run and everything. Just waiting around for my guests, but I'm going to hit you with the tunes because we don't do no boredom up in here, baby. I promise you a show, and that's what we're going to do. So we're going to hit it with a little biz marquee, just a friend, baby. Your mom's is so poor. She went to McDonald's and put a shake or a layaway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Your mother's so old, she knew Central Park when it's just a plant. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's hair so nappy, she got to take painkillers to comb her hair. <laughs> Yo, 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 later for that. Man, this is what I'm oh, you, you got what I did, man. What's that, baby? Forget them girls, man. What's up? What's up? What's up? Yo, I got a little story to tell you. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date? But a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story of my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got on stage dripping, pouring with sweat. I was walking through the crowd, and guess who I met? I whispered in her ear, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions to see if you're 100 proof. I asked her her name, she said blah, blah, blah. She had nine, ten pants and a very big bra. I took a couple of flicks and she was enthused. I said, how do you like the show? She said I was very amused. I started throwing bass, she started throwing back mid-range. But when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange. Then when I asked, do you have a man? She tried to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. Every time that I call her, it seems 
think someone was brewing. I called a rumor, got picked up, and then I called again. I say, yo, who is that? Oh, he's just a friend. Someone who's being bullied online, send the witness emoji. It looks like an eye in a speech bubble, and it's in the symbol section near the clocks in your phone. You'll let the world know it isn't cool, and you'll let your friend know you care. Learn more about the witness emoji at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. All right, all right. Welcome, welcome, welcome back again. Had to hit you with little tunes and everything to keep you live and shake you up a little bit. But you're tuned in to the Bright Side with Technician. And once again, I am your host, Technician, so I'm glad to have you on. Really, I am. So how's everybody week going so far? We're already into the week already. Some of you probably stopped doing what you were doing because of MLK. But now it's time to get back on the grind. It's a new day. So I hope that you're willing to do that. So it don't stop now. Business don't stop. Remember that. It does not stop, so you always have to keep going. And you know that if you tune in to my Affirmation Nation calls with my group. Well, not my group. Well, we're almost like a family, but I didn't start it. But anyhow, you get the picture. But anyway, I am here with a wonderful woman who has a possible a true and wonderful story to just tell you at the moment. You know, like my show is always about it always leads you into other things. Like I tell you, my guests 
always bring it to you real live. There's no shoot coding. There's nothing um, scripted here. Everything is show and tell, up front, blunt, right on the point. Once again, hello, everyone. My name is Technisha, and I'm going to be happy to introduce today's guest speaker, which is Gloria Oren. Ms. Orton is the author of Bonded at Birth and Adopted Search for Her Roots, Bonded at Birth, which is a memoir of her experience growing up as an adoptee, her search, reunion, and beyond. She was adopted twice, not once, but twice, but it's not what you're thinking. She knew she was adopted since she was four years old, but had to keep it a secret, which is amazing because a lot of children don't even know they're adopted until you get older, right? No one was allowed to know. Now, I am very pleased to have Miss Oren here today to discuss her new book, Bunny at Birth. We're going to follow by a little Q&A session. So let's give a warm welcome to Gloria Oren. Gloria, thank you for being on. So glad to have you today. Thank you, Tecnisha. You You are so welcome. Your, your story is really amazing. Even the clip with YouTube, it makes you feel like you're right there with you. But what's even amazing is that you already knew that you was adopted. You didn't. You weren't blinded at all whatsoever. You just, you had to keep it a secret. So I want to ask, why did you have to keep it a secret? Um, because when I found out when I was four years old, and I found out in a, an awkward way by a neighbor teenage girl putting a note in our mailbox and not being able to read, taking it to my mother and asking her what it said. When she told me, she had warned me that it must be kept a secret. Wow. Well, for a four-year-old, you follow instructions very well. Mine, mine are 11. I have twin girls, and you act like they don't hear anything come out your ear. So... For a four-year-old, that is not bad at all for you to actually comprehend that and understand it, and you kept it an actual secret. Let's go a little bit into details um, talking about your adoption story and the main mm-hmm. message you want to convey through your memoir. Um, the main message is don't be afraid to search even if you don't have information. Things happen. You never know where they come from, and just go for it. Exactly. I won't say, I no, I was never adopted, but I lost my father when I was seven years of age. He wasn't technically married to my mom, but I never knew actually who my sisters and brothers were. Like, you know, when you're very young, you have a vague memory of stuff, and that's how my memory was. Like, I remember something, but I don't quite remember. So it took me about 23, 24 years to actually do research. I went through peoplesfinder.com. That didn't work. People told me, one person told me, why don't you go on Facebook? Can you found friends that way you can find on Facebook. And exactly, that's how I found one of my sisters on Facebook. Then, unexpectedly, I had one sister come to my door. She was with the health department, and she came for a, another reason. And I found out she was my sister by looking at her name tag, and it was weird that anybody would be Hickson. To me, it was weird to have Hickson for the last name. I was like, nobody would have her. I asked her, and she was like, yeah, I'm your... Um, yeah, so-and-so was my father. I was like, wow, it's, it's just a small world. And come to find out, all alone was in the same vicinity as me. 
nobody was like way out of town. It was right here up under one little roof up under my nose all this time. So it really feels good, like you said, Gloria, when you go back and you research, find out who you are, what your roots are. I love that. And one day maybe I will actually be able to sit down and just find out where I come from, you know. It always feels good to understand that. So, Gloria, I love that the message that you're trying to convey, but also what made you decide to write a memoir about your adoption experience? Because it was a story that I felt needed to be told. Um, One thing that's different in my story is that not only did I get to reunite with my mother, but I also reunited with my grandmother. And my grandmother was the one who orchestrated the whole private adoption. So it was pretty much a big deal. You don't write it. It is. It is. You had to find out because it's always always like an empty hole inside of you. I'm sure it had to be not to know. Well, for you to know that you were already adopted, but not to still have that birth mother right. You're like... I don't care what anybody said. We all want our birth mother around us. No matter what, who we are, no matter how grown we are, we want that birth mother. So I'm glad that you're bringing this out. And this will also help other adoptees out there who might don't have an answer to where to start or what to do. You feel like you're lonely and you're not. It's so many cases out there, and some children still don't know who their parents are, you know. Um, so... How did your adoptive parents respond to your need to search for your birth parents? Well, my adoptive father passed away on my 11th birthday. And my adoptive mother passed away two months before I got married when I was 23. So by the time I found my birth mother, my adoptive parents had both been deceased. Okay. I'm sure then they hard right now. They're very, they're very pleased. I don't know if they would have been pleased right then and there if you probably was trying to look for them, but I, I know truly probably in their hearts they're happy, so they're at ease and peace. But that had to be very difficult for you. What gave you the strength to persist in the quest just to find your birth parents? Well, I always had a feeling, I knew she was a teenager, so I knew that there was only a certain amount of years between us, and that gave me the feeling that I was certain that she was still alive, and I knew that if I didn't search and find, it might be too late, and then I wouldn't know anything, but then my second son was born, and he was born with lactose intolerant during the doctor's strike. And at that time, lactose intolerance in infants was not a very known issue. And so I began wondering where that might have come from. And after I was reunited with my birth mother, I found out that she was lactose intolerant and my grandmother was allergic to milk. So I had my answer. Okay. Now, what emotion? What emotions and feelings played in all this? Did you um, did you experience and did they change throughout your childhood as far as to go with your emotions and feelings and, and learn about who you were and your origin? Um, the emotions were kind of mixed. 
um, from my birth mother, I found out that my father was not Jewish. She was. I was raised in the Jewish home. And at first it was a little bit shocking, but on the other hand, knowing from where she came from and knowing that the Jewish community wasn't that big there, it was understandable. And once I was accepted by some of the cousins that I've met through my beginning genealogical research and accepted, then it got a lot easier. Okay. Now, how was ever, so I know it was kept a secret, but was it ever discussed in your home as you grew up about adoption? Um, it was a secret for me. Um, later on, after reuniting and having written the book and having had some of my adoptive cousins read the book and provide feedback, I was shocked to find out that some people knew about it including my friend's parents, when I myself didn't. And so... Okay. Well, the secret's a secret only so far. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I can imagine. That made you feel like, okay, now I feel like I'm blindsided now. You knew something that I didn't know that you knew, so you knew... Wow, yeah. Was it... um, did you ever find out, like, how did they go about adopting you? You know, I, I was reading one young lady's story. She said she was picked from a catalog. So did how did the process, did you ever find out how the process went in, in order for them to adopt you? Yes. My grandmother wanted to get my mother away from the area they were living in because it, at the time in 1950s, it wasn't a very acceptable thing for a teenager to be pregnant and not married. So she had friends who lived in New Jersey, and they contacted their rabbi, who happened to be a friend of a rabbi who was friends with my adoptive parents. And they put each other into contact, and this friend rabbi of my adoptive parents called them and told them that there was a child available if and only if they could abide by the um, request that the birth mother stayed with them until the baby was born. And she had three months to go on her pregnancy. So they agreed, and I was born and adopted by them. Okay. Wow, interesting. Uh, interesting journey. Yeah, I heard like during those times, no, you you cannot be pregnant. Like just certain things, a young lady could not do. But you know, I'm glad you're at the point now where you understood all that, and now you able to share with all of us. Um, what difficulties just growing up? What difficulties you encounter at home, school, the community? Mhm. Um, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. 
and I started out in the public school until okay. third grade. And in third grade, I was transferred to a private school and lived in two different areas in Brooklyn. And my adoptive parents had a store in a third area, so <laughs> I got around. Why? Because there were, now there were other siblings around too, weren't there? Uh, yeah, there were. Now, what was your what was your um what are your relationships with your siblings? Was there tension there, and um how did you and your parents navigate this? Um, in my adoptive family, there were no other siblings. The they had a son who they adopted, but he looked. Became ill with leukemia and passed away five years before I was born. So they used to show me the video, the movies, and then it was real movies that they showed on the screen. And so they'd show me the movies and pictures and talk about him, and so much so that he became as if he was a real life brother that I knew. Okay. Now, as it goes, then what advice do you have for adoptive parents out here? Don't keep secrets from your child. Right. It, as much as it might hurt them to know whatever age they are at when you tell them, It'll hurt much more and cause more damage if you don't. It does. Secrets, they really kill a whole relationship. You can't hold secrets. Not good. And as always was taught, whatever is in the dark always comes to the light. Now, Gloria, you are originally, okay, because your birth, you learned that your birth mother was from Canada. So. Right. So you're originally, so that's where you were um, originally born, right? Uh, actually, she was originally from New York. She was born in New York. Okay. She lived in New Jersey. And when she was about four, her uncle, who lived in Canada, uh, passed away. And his business was inherited by her father. So they moved to Canada and lived there ever since. Okay. All right. I got I got you. So by the time you were born you were never gave so who gave your name? Your mother or did she get enough time to give your name or your adoptive parents? My adoptive parents. Okay. I love it though. So where's Oren originated from? Because it's I never heard of that last name. Well, Oren is my married name and it the, okay. My husband's original name was Oaks, but when he went into the Israeli army, he changed it to Oren, like his brother. And okay. the meaning of Oren in Hebrew is a pine tree. Well, I have to say, you grew up to be a strong, a strong woman through this all, and I just hope anybody out here can be able to take that whatever controversy they're going through, and to write it and 
to a book, and I'm sure you probably never even thought about, hey, this going to go to a memoir, you know, I think anyone ever does. But I'm going to write, I'm going to search first, and then we'll write later, you know. I mean, seven years later, now we're we're bringing your story to a full circle. So at first, was it hard trying to write this memoir? What kind of surprises um, you encounter in writing it? Parts of it were hard, and I worked on it over and over and over again to get it right. Um, parts of it was just pure memory, and it just flowed. Okay. I guess I would love to ask this one. Um, what is probably the most upsetting or outright stupidest adoption question or comment you've received over time? Um, people are saying lots of things. They're, for the most part, um, liking it and inspired by it and motivated by it. And I had one woman who wrote that she was looking for her niece, and they couldn't find her niece's biological parents. And after reading the book, she was inspired to go back to restart the search. Okay. Yeah, because I'm sure it probably get awkward to come out the blue all oh. Um, do you want to find your real family? Do you want a real, um, are them your real siblings? You know, it's a little question like that. Like, I got enough issues on my plate. I don't need a ridiculous question. So, if you probably could really describe how you felt about your adoption in one word, what would it be? Lucky to have great parents. I think that's enough. I think that is enough explanatory right there. I'm glad you had a a wonderful life just growing up, even if it had to be adoptive parents. But you had that life where someone actually loved you and you weren't mistreated. So that is a blessing in itself. Um, you know, as a well, not as adoptive parent, but I'm sure someone else could probably feel like this. The part when they say the rescue and an orphan or save a child. It makes me uncomfortable to hear those words. What's your take on that? Um, rescue sort of has a connotation that somebody's in danger. Uh, usually, normally, the adoptee isn't in danger. It, 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 the adoptee needs to find a home that will raise him with love and give them all the opportunities that every other child has. Sometimes the birth parents just aren't able to. Sometimes they're ill. Sometimes they're teenagers. Sometimes circumstances just don't allow for it. But I don't consider that a situation where someone needs to be rescued. So rescue is not an exact term to use with adoption. Exactly. It may sound like you're saving a dog or something. Yeah, I got to go out here and, and rescue this dog right quick, you know. 
I'm not an animal. Mm-hmm. I'm a human being. Um, as mm-hmm. far as it goes, um, now, do you ever like? I guess I want to say, do do you or maybe the other family members who are part of your adoptive family? Do you celebrate your adoption day? Uh, no. Okay. And if you if you could pass on any advice, Gloria, right now to an adopted child, because we're passing it on for adopted parents, but to adopt a child struggling with maybe culture identity issues or birth parent angst, what would that be? Just love the child as you would love your own child and do the best you can. And for the adoptive child, don't hide your emotions. If you want to search, share it. Nobody's going to harm you. Today it's not what it used to be in the 50s. Um, There are other means. There are DNA tests. There are lots of sources online. You're not alone. You're definitely right about that. You are definitely not alone. Even Michael Jackson even put it in his song. We're, we're not alone. There's always people out there who's going through the same thing, and that's why I'm glad to have you on, Glory, because this will help to learn how being adopted can affect someone's life, but how you can overcome it, and you can end up having an enjoyable life. It's not as bad like most people will actually think that it really is. So I, I, I really... I'm glad that you did this for us. Gloria, can you say where we could purchase your book at? Um, the book is available on Amazon and on Barnes and Noble. And there is a link now, direct oh, from Okay. Yeah. Now Gloria, this is what I wanted to ask. Because since you wrote your memoir, has writing always been a this um I guess a distinct skill that you want to do or you've been having inside you or you just picked it up as as just want to do this memoir? Well, I always liked writing and in around 1988, I did a writing course with Longridge Writing and I was the first student of my instructor who never had to redo an assignment. So I knew I could write. And then after I was reunited, I just knew that it was a story that had to get put out there. And so I started working on it. Right. Now, do you sometimes feel like at the point that you could connect with all adoptees, do you feel a commonality with all adoptees? Um, I believe so. An interesting story happened not too long ago. In 2012, we were visiting Nova Scotia with my birth mother. We did a car trip, and we were at my aunt's house, and my half-brother came there with his daughter, who was adopted. And at the time, she was turning 12. And my my birth mother told me, don't push her. She won't sit next to anybody but her father. <laughs> so I said, okay. 
Well, I was sitting on the couch and I got up and I went to help my aunt for a minute and someone else took the seat so she ended up sitting next to her father. When the other person got up and there was a seat next to her, she called me to sit next to her. And my mom was shocked. <laughs> so, yes, there is some kind of connection that draws adoptees together. It does, and it makes me smile that you're that you're actually happy. I can I can hear the joy through your voice, and I can tell you smiling already. It is it's wonderful. Do you ever discuss about your adoption with your immediate family at this at this time, though? Um, if it comes up into the conversation, not normally. No, okay. Not something that'll be gradually exposure. They're like, okay, we're at the dinner table. Let me talk about my adoption now. But I'm sure if it came to the point, then you'll be able to, hey, look, this is what actually happened. Let me tell you this, and and so on and so on. But Gloria, I I really do. Any last advice or words you want to give the listeners? Mm-hmm. If you're an adoptee and you are even contemplating searching whether you have information or not, just do it. Start. Read books. Meet people online. Talk to other adoptees. Talk to adoption-related entities. Just do it. Get out there. Start. You never know what you're going to find. And I couldn't have said better words than that. But before Gloria leaves us, I'm going to leave with the truth of the day for her and any of my listeners on the day. From my friend Mary Ellen, your human body loves flow and movement. Your body is not meant to stagnate, yet at times you must rest. You can still stretch and move different parts of your body. When you stretch, your body will become fluent with the rhythm of life. Your mood will lift and you will feel connected with the world around you. By giving your muscles a chance to do what they were created to do, you will find other areas of your body benefiting as well. Your mind will be clear and your fatigue lifted. If you have a job where you walk a lot when you exercise, then when you exercise, stretch or use hand weights to utilize different muscles. Give yourself the gift of movement. Today, trust your body's ability, knowing it has perfect strength and rhythm. And I want you to enjoy the rest of your day when you leave for me after this show, but we're not done just yet. Gloria, I appreciate you, like I said, for being here. I want everyone to make sure that you pick up Gloria's book. It's going to really inspire someone out there. You never know who may need answers to to what's going on. You know, a lot of us don't even know have time that we might be from adoptive parents. But Gloria shared her story. She was not afraid to share it with us. So please make sure you pick up her, her book, Bonded at Birth, and Adoptee Search for Her Roots. So, Gloria, once again, thank you so much for tuning in with us, and I hope for so much in your future endeavors. Thank you. You're so welcome. Well, my listeners, we're not done just yet. Don't you touch that dial. We'll be right back after this. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Talk Radio, baby. Adopt U.S. Kids presents 
Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. It's now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single, boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. <laughs> hey, yo, man, you remember that shit Easy did a while back? Motherfucker said wasn't going to work. What yeah. up, crazy shit? Yeah, the stupid shit, man. Hey, yo, Easy. Hey, man, we should come off the piano for a minute, man, and bust this crazy shit. Woke up quick. At about noon, just thought that I had to be in Compton soon. I gotta get drunk before the day begins, before my mother starts bitching about my friends. About to go and damn near went blind. Young niggas at the pad throwing up gang signs. Ran in the house and grabbed my clip with the Mac 10 on the side of my hip. Held outside and pointed my weapon. Just as I thought, the fools kept stepping. Jumped in the foe, hit the juice on my ride. I got front and back. And side to side, then I let the Alpine play. play, play. Off the new shit by NWA. It was gangster, gangster at the top of the list. Then I played my old shit, it went something like this. Cruising down the street in my six fall. Jocking the bitches, slapping the hoes. Went to the park to get the scoop. Knuckleheads out there, cold shooting some hoops. A car pulls up, who can it be? A fresh El Camino rolling Kilo G. He rolled down his window and he started to say, It's all about making that GTA. Cause the boys in the hood are always hard. You come talking that trash, we'll pull your car. Knowing nothing in life but to be legit. Don't quote me, boy, cause I ain't said shit.
gonna get ill. So I went to a spot with my homeboy Jim. The fellas out there making that dollar. I pulled up in my six foot dollar. They bring me with a 40 and I start drinking. And from the eight ball, my breath starts sinking. Let me get my girl to rock that body. Before I left, I hit the bus party. Went to a house to get her out of the past. Dumb hoe said something that made me mad. She said something that. Couldn't believe, so I grabbed a stupid bitch by a nappy ass weed. Started talking shit, wouldn't you know? Reached back like a pimp, slapped the hoe. My father jumped up and he started to shout, so I threw a right cross and knocked his old ass out. Cause the boys in the hood are always hard. You come talking that trash, we'll pull your car. Knowing nothing in life but to be legit. Don't quote me, boy, cause I ain't said shit. I'm rolling hard now under control Then wrap the six four around a telephone pole I looked at my car and I said, oh brother I throw it in the gutter and go buy another Walking home and I see the G-Ride now Cat is driving Kilo on the side As they busted a U, they got pulled over A undercover cop in a dark green Nova Cat got beat for resisting arrest He socked a pig in the head for ripping his guest Now G is got for doing the crime Fourth offense on the boy, he'll do some time Cause the boys in the hood are always hard You come talking that trash, we'll pull your cart Knowing nothing in life but to be legit, don't quote me, boy, cause I ain't said shit.
the table screaming, everybody's screaming. Like clockwork, I blow it off. Then get some more. Get you somebody that can do both. Like Beatles got the fake belly rolling. She thinks she love me.
what? Lottie, Lottie. Lottie, Lottie. 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 You know what? Your peeps is Lottie, Lottie. We like the party. We don't cause trouble. We don't bother nobody. We're just some men that's on the mic. And when we rock up on the mic, we rock the mic. What? For all of y'all, keeping y'all in health, just to see you smile and enjoy yourself. Cause it's cool when you cause a cozy condition and, uh, that we create. Cause that's our mission, so listen uh, to what we say. Because this type of shit, it happens every day. I woke up around 10 o'clock in the morning. I gave myself a stretcher, a morning yawning. Went to the bathroom to wash up. Had some soap on my face and my hands up on a cup. I said, um, Mara Mara on the wall. Who is the top choice? Of them all There was a rumble dumble Five minutes it lasted The mirror said You know how you can see this bastard But that's true That's why we never have no beef So then I washed off the soap And brushed the gold teeth You saw I love Olay Cause my skin gets pale And then I got the files For my fingernails Due to the night And on my behalf I put the bubbles in the tub So I could have a bubble bath Clean, dry was my body And hey y'all I threw on my brand new Gucci underwear For all the girls I might take home I got the Johnson's baby powder And the polo cologne Fresh dressed like a million bucks Threw on the ballet shoes And the fly green socks Stepped out my house Stopped short Oh no I went back in I forgot my Kango And then I dilly I ran through her I bumped into my old girl From the This is a girl place Hard to get So I said What's wrong Cause she looked upset She said, um, it's all because of you I'm feeling sad and blue You went away And now my life is filled with rainy days And I love you so How much you'll never know Cause you took your love away from me <laughs> Now, what was I to do? Just crying over me And she was feeling blue I said, um, don't cry Dry your eyes. Here comes your mother with those two little guys. Her mean mother stepped up, said to me, Hi! Look Sally in the face and decked her in her eye. Punched her in the belly and stepped on her feet. Slammed the child on the hard concrete. The bitch was strong. The kids was gone. Something was wrong. I said, what is going on? I tried to break it up. I said, stop it. Leave her. She said, if I can't have you, she can't eat her. She grabbed me closely by my sock. So I broke the hell out like I had the chicken pox. But she gave chase. She caught up quick. She put her finger in the face of MC Rick. She said, why don't you give me a plane so we can go cruising in my OJ? And if you give me that okay, I give you all my love today. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Can't you see? Somehow your words just hypnotize me. And I just love your jazzy ways. Oh, Mr. Rick, my love is here to stay. And on and on and on she kept on. The bitch been around before my mother's born. I said, cheer up. I gave her a kiss. I said, you can't have me. I'm too young for you, miss. She says, no, you're not. Then she starts crying. I says, I'm 19. She said, stop lying. I says, I am. Go ask my mother. And with your wrinkle pussy, I can't be your lover. <laughs> to the tick-tock, you don't stop. To the tick-tick, and you don't quit. Hit it! Need this need.
the top and all the bitches love me. I'm a 24-hour son of real runner. Nigga. Can't catch me. Get green like Bill Bixby. Damn, I mean Bixby. Stay in the six feet. My corner in the club is where the chicks be. And the flicks be. Popping like the red carpet. That California swag with a little collar car shit. Fat ass. I'm always a little collar car shit. Came up to me. Came, came up to me and said, teach me how to dug it. Teach me, teach me how to dug it. If you really want to know, then girl, you got to go to D-Town. Teach me how to dug it. Teach me, teach me how to dug it. But until then, shawty, check me, check me out now. In the clutch, you wasn't stuck, and I'm no B. Jennings getting Milwaukee bucks. What's the deal? I'm fresh like Dougie, okay. and I keep getting because all my love me and my swag bring them in. Got not my money, no ain't drinking if you got it, but I am no hey, dummy. They be like, Paul, what? How you do that in Atlanta? Yeah. She say she like my dug and I, she jigging off my ground. Okay. Well, basically, she got it down and dirty like Diana. Okay. I got that Kelly, you can't find that in Atlanta. Nope. I hit her with that flip. like you are already saving money. Feedthepig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to start foraging wild berries. I'm skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. You just need feedthepig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. 
like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. to the bright side with technicia if you like what you heard tell your dad mother cousin uncle whomever be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com 